WFMP, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank you very much for listening today. Each week we bring you information on how nutrition, or the lack of it, affects different health problems. We might bring you information about the nutrition connection to depression. That's an interesting thought. (laughs) Nutrition connection to ADD or ADHD, or the nutrition connection to diabetes, or the nutrition and arthritis connection. But today we don't have a set topic because we wanted to give you the opportunity to ask the nutritionist. And I've invited Anna Derhock to be our co-host. Anna has her master's degree in nutrition, and she's a licensed nutritionist. And Anna, tell us kind of a little bit about your background and how do you get where you are today (laughs) at such a young age. Okay. Uh, Well, I started out getting a bachelor's degree in nutrition, and then I started working for Nutritional Weight and Wellness four and a half years ago. Four and a half. Wow. Yes, I know. It's been a long time, the longest I've ever worked anywhere, so (laughs) I must love it. Um, And again, Dar just said I recently um, completed my master's degree in nutrition, um, and I teach a ton of classes throughout the community. I do see clients one-on-one a couple days a week. And I have two beautiful little girls. Uh, Isabel is three and a half, and Genevieve will be two next week. Oh, good. Oh, so, yeah, I know. They're growing up before my eyes. <laughs> um, and then my husband is actually a chiropractor with his own practice in Brooklyn Park. So, And what's the name of his chiropractic office? It's called Inner Light Chiropractic. Okay. So. Well, and uh, you're going to be teaching some weight and wellness. I know you teach yeah. a lot, but... In January, you'll be teaching where? I'll be teaching in Maple Grove on Thursday nights. And then also um, our new Living the Weight and Wellness Way, I'll be teaching in White Bear Lake on Wednesdays with Oralee. Okay. So we, we alternate. So, you know, I've invited Anna to be co-host this show because she, she really, she has a firm handle on the current nutrition research. And so we are actually ready for people to start calling If you have a question, our number here is 651-641-1071, and I think we do have a caller already. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. It's Jenny. Jenny. Okay. I couldn't see that far. (laughs) That's okay. I've I've answered to Jimmy many times. Okay. (laughs) Um, I get, I said 44, but it's 26 grams of protein when I eat my my yogurt, my nuts, my flaxseed, and my berries in the morning, how much whey protein should I be adding to that? Well, I think uh, probably usually about a scoop of that to your, to that. And that's usually about anywhere from 14 to 17 grams of protein in a whey protein powder. Okay. That's it? That's that's the only question. That's my only question. Oh, okay, great. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. So, you know, I'll just give that number out again, 651-641-1071. So we'll just just continue here. Yeah, we have (laughs) some research that um, 
has been recent. Um, and we found an in- interesting study um, to share with you. And it's, it comes from the Science Medicine Journal. Um, and this was really recent, April 2009. And the Harvard researcher found that an omega-3 deficiency is actually the sixth biggest killer of Americans and even more deadly than excess trans fats. So, I mean, if you think about it, that is huge when we, um, because we we always talk about how, you know, um, horrible trans fats are for us. Um, And the research also went on to say that, uh, the researcher said, I think this analysis of data reinforces the long-held notion that the diet has a tremendously powerful impact on health and longevity, and that the consumption of omega-3s along with fruits and vegetables by Americans is far from adequate. So maybe that is the reason that the Army has found that 75% of military-age youth at 17 through 24 cannot meet minimum requirements and are ineligible to join the military because they're either overweight, they can't pass the entrance exam, they've dropped out of school, they have substance abuse, they have run-ins with the law, or they're on some kind of medication. That is alarming, I think. It's very 75%. Yeah. And you, but if you think about it, I mean, the number one eaten vegetable in America are fried potatoes. Yes. So you can see how our health will start to deteriorate if we just rely on that. I agree. So. It's, it's kind of just amazing, isn't it? It is. So we're going to take a couple of callers here. Good morning, Shannon. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It's Shalom. Okay. So, oh, I, right. I've called I got, before. Okay. Uh, I look forward to listening to your show every week, and sometimes I miss it. And what I've been doing is contemplating on going to one of your classes now because I have the nutrition facts down by listening to you and, you know, understanding it myself. I eat well for the most part, but I tend to eat too much of a good thing. Okay. And um, I've listened to... You know, let's get protein. I tried to eat um, egg whites maybe in the mornings instead of cereal. I, for a long time, I thought it's a healthy cereal, but after listening to your show so much, I know cereal is just not what I need in the morning. That's right, and that's true for that's most awesome. people. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken that out, and um, what I find is I am not hungry all the time, but I'm still eating all the time. Okay, so maybe you're not quite eating in balance yet. You know, if you're having, and we would recommend eating the whole egg. Yeah. And so that you've got the healthy fat that's in that egg yolk, because that helps to balance out your blood sugar, and it reduces your appetite. Okay, and that's what I need. And so then with that, rather than a piece of bread, if you're really having trouble with eating too much, eat vegetables for breakfast. And you can eat cooked vegetables or raw vegetables, whatever kind you want. And then some kind of healthy fat like butter or olive oil so that you start your morning out perfectly balanced yeah. okay. and you'll have less hunger. I had a, a just a brilliant client the other day said, you know, if I don't eat my morning snack, it's five o'clock in the afternoon that I'm out of control. And I said, how did you ever figure that out? How did you ever figure out that by missing your morning snack, it affected your five o'clock time? <laughs> And she just said, it just learned, you know, she just learned it from just tar- trial and error. And I said, that is brilliant because exactly what happens to your blood sugar. If you so what, what classes in uh, South Metro will you have coming up? I know you have Jumpstart Your Metabolism through the community ad and that. Mm-hmm. But what um, courses well, we will have, you have out here that you would recommend me to go to? Okay, we have a, a class, our weight and wellness series in Burnsville. Oh, 
So I would, that would, yeah, that would be the best. Yeah. And, and that's through the community ed? Nope. And that's through nutritional weight and wellness. Okay. So I'll go to your website and find that. Yep. Yeah. And you can sign up right on the web too. Yep. Oh, and that, so that's six classes, two hours in length, six for six nights. And by that time, you'll really have down what, how to, how to balance that out. And so quantities. You, yes. And- Exactly. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, then I will meet one of you two there, maybe, and hopefully solve my life's problem. Yep, that sounds good. <laughs> awesome, Shalom. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for calling. So I'm gonna. We're gonna just take another caller here. Good morning, Deb. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hey, good morning. I have a question regarding butter and margarine. I tell all my friends that butter is a good fat, as well as olive oil is a good fat. And I try to give them reasons why not to use margarine. I know that it's one molecule away from plastic, but I need more ammunition because <laughs> they come back with butter has more saturated fat, and, you know, some of the margarine says well, there's no trans fat, this and that. It sounds healthy. I, I need just a whole lot more ammunition why butter is better. I know it's better. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Anna, do we, let's talk mm-hmm. about margarine and butter. Sure. Okay, so... Margarine actually takes about 15 different steps to make. It also basically puts holes in your cells and it starts to affect your metabolism. So what it does is it actually breaks down your cell wall and starts to inflame and basically degrade your mitochondria, which just basically means that your metabolism is going to start to slow down and also um, your DNA is going to start to... Um, not replicate properly. And then uh, kind of another little piece of information is that when people eat margarine, they or trans fats, anything that says partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated oil, basically what it does is it increases your LDL cholesterol, which Mm -hmm. is considered your bad cholesterol, and it decreases your HDL. Where butter butter actually increases your HDL and decreases your LDL, it increases, I'm sorry, it increases your LDL and decreases, I'll get this right. <laughs> Say it right. De- it decreases your LDL and raises your HDL. Yes. And, oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use that one. Okay. And then let's see. Um, I, I got yeah. recent research from Michael Cran yeah. who talks about in his book, The Carnitine Miracle, how saturated fats are only cardio-inflammatory when they're not in balance with omega-3 fish oil. That's the only time he's seen reverse effects from saturated fats ever. And that's only in our in our society where we eat just tons of sugar and trans fats and we are so deficient in omega-3s. And that's where he sees the inflammatory effects of saturated fats. That's it. So, do you Do you think that the good fats are only good when you're eating them in balance without all the heavy carbs, all the white stuff, all mm-hmm. the potatoes, pasta, rice. I mean, if you're gobbing the healthy fats on that stuff, it's probably not a good balance. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. It's mm-hmm. it's you have to keep that process In those mind. carbs. It depends on, you know, their activity level too. Yeah. You know, and it, if, even when you're looking at like potatoes, if you're doing a part of a potato and putting a little bit of butter on it, you're probably okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a gigantic baked potato with butter, then you're probably having too many carbohydrates for most yeah. of us. Right. And that, that butter is not going to help with the, yeah. the blood sugar control. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
So I don't know if we come come up with all the different reasons, but I think it's always going back and looking at some of these products and finding out how much they've been processed, all these so-called okay margarines. And and, and basically you'll find on most of them is partially hydrogenated. You know, the Mm -hmm. one, you know, interesting, the other day I was at a restaurant and they gave us saltine crackers. um, And I looked at the label and who would ever think that saltine crackers have partially hydrogenated fat in them? But they do. And I thought, I would think they would have taken that out by now, but they haven't. Mm -hmm. So it's hidden every place that you go. You have to read all labels. You do. Yes. Yep. So you keep telling those friends, you're right on. Yes, Debbie. I'm going to, and thanks so much for your show. I'm glad you're on every week. Okay, thank you. And we are too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. So um, good morning, Pamela. Hi. Thanks for your show. I love listening to it. I took my 16-year-old for a physical this past week uh, to the pediatrician, and I asked for a number of different blood tests like, you know, HDL, LDL, um, and then the C-reactive protein and the vitamin D, Mm -hmm. and I just received a lot of opposition. He said C-reactive protein isn't necessary. It can be normal one day, and you could have a heart attack the next day and die. Um, He said, well, do you think there's an issue with vitamin D? And I said, well, I've been listening to my nutritionist, and I know it's an important level to be aware of, and I just received a lot of opposition Okay, I don't understand that because I just had a client last night too, and he had to insist on his vitamin D level being taken, and his was 27. Wow. And so we know that he was very, very uh, vitamin D deficient, and it was like he had to insist that his doctor give him that test. So I, I don't understand because to me that, you know, knowledge is, is so powerful. You can make right. changes when you know exactly what's going on. Well, and my husband, well, my daughter's father died at heart uh, heart disease in his early 40s. Uh, I, I, you know, I just, I guess we just have to keep insisting and and asking for these tests because yeah. I, I don't understand it either. Well, so what is, because I said, well, if I don't, you know, if you're not able to do this for me here, I will go back to my nutritionist and I'll work with a doctor that is willing to work with me in conjunction with my nutritionist to get these these levels, so I know what these levels are. Right. Right. And so what's a good list? I mean, was I, I wasn't asking too much, I don't believe. So I, No, I think, I, think they, I think probably when you ask for the C-reacted protein test, they think of that as somebody that's older, much older. But I think that's a good indication of what's going on. Yeah. And if, if a child has high CRP, then you know that that, the eating plan has to be changed a lot. Yep. And I think that's the problem is that most of these tests, like vitamin D, I mean, you know, there is not a, a medication. You have to either be out in the sun or take a, a vitamin <laughs> D3 supplement. Mm-hmm. And same thing with CRP. They don't have a drug for it. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have to reduce the sugar out of your diet or whatever is causing it. Right. Or even, you know, it, you know, it, there's so many things that can be causing it. So you got to do a lot of problem solving to p- figure it out. So, but keep keep working. Yes. You know, keep asking because that's the only way we're going to change some things. Okay. And can I just ask another quick question? Sure. Hydroxy, I think you mentioned hydroxy 25 and 125. Is that equivalent to D3? Because he said they don't do a specific test for D3. 
But they take one for twenty five and one twenty five. Anna, do you know that one? <laughs> it's yeah, it's um okay, so it's hydroxy one twenty five cholecalciferol. That's the that's the active form of vitamin D three and they will they can test that in the blood. So okay. that's really what, what's in your blood and that's what they'll test to to see if it's deficient or if it's up to par. So what is the twenty five? You mentioned the twenty-five. I think that's a that's uh, probably a the D2. precursor. That's probably D two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because there's several steps in how you your body actually makes D three or the active form of vitamin D. So what specifically do I ask for? Because I mentioned D three, and I think just just you just want the the vitamin D test. That's what, and that'll always and, come out to be those two. Yep. Okay. Yep. A combined. Yep. yep. The combined. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks You're for welcome, the call. Pamela. And Thanks. we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in therapeutic nutrition. Many of you may be asking, what is therapeutic nutrition and could it help me? The answer is simple. Find, a, find the nutritional imbalance causing the problem and teach people how to eat real food to rebalance. Sounds so simple, but it is actually very complex. How do we determine the imbalance? Your body signs are perfect predictors of nutritional problems. When we come back from a break, Anna will share how to make an appointment, the cost of the appointment, and the results you can expect. So ask the nutritionist. It's 651-641-1071. Living Life Out Loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before the break, Dow was talking about therapeutic nutrition and what to expect at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And we believe in working together with you. So before your appointment, we actually send you a very extensive health history, which we go over at the first appointment. And then we look at your health, your lifestyle, stress levels, cravings, meds you may be on, and your goals. And we develop an individualized eating plan that works with um, also, supplements that we may recommend that you may need, um, and it's really individual, individualized just for you. So it fits with your schedule, your food choices, and yes, you will feel better after you start. Um, so the cost of this to our initial appointment is only two fifty, and follow up one, the follow up one hour appointment is only a hundred dollars. Um, not expensive, but very rewarding, um, specifically for your health and well being. Um, if you want to make an appointment, call 651-699-3438. And we even have Saturday appointments and some evening appointments, and of course, during the day. So a consultation would be perfect for a daughter, a mother, a wife, a sister, a son, husband, any good friend. And you can, um, again, always do a gift certificate. So so there anyway. we are, and we have lots of people on the line here. And... Uh... Good morning, Lori. You have a question for us? I do. I'm a working mother, and I have a toddler who's two, and I'm looking for some good, quick breakfast options. Um, we typically have a bowl of Cheerios, but I know that maybe that's not the best thing to be eating, but um, just would like some ideas on what's a good, quick, fast thing to eat. Well, I, you know, Anna, you've got the kids so this age, <laughs> so you go ahead. Um, well, something I do often if I'm, I don't have a ton of time, I do a smoothie. It's really easy. It just blends up in the blender. And what do you put in that? I put um, a cup of yogurt, a cup of frozen fruit, 
uh, a scoop of whey protein powder, and um, about a quarter cup of coconut milk. Okay, and, and so that's a quick... It's quick, and it's easy, and most kids love it, especially toddlers. Um, otherwise, I have a famous egg bake, and you can get it right on our website. And all you have to do is, I do it on a weekend, and then you'd have, I mean, six, seven pieces for the whole week. So if you go to weightandwellness.com, our website, and then just click on recipes, it's there. Yeah. And, you know, another one that, in, because I made these for Thanksgiving, deviled eggs. Yeah, deviled eggs or hard-boiled eggs. Yes. I mean, either one, great. And everyone, all my heart, all my deviled eggs were gone. <laughs> and And the kids walked in the door, and they just... They, their eyes light up when they see mm-hmm. these deviled eggs. So, and you can have those prepared beforehand. Right. And, um, but another thing you can do is if you buy deli meat that is from like one of the co-ops or something that doesn't have nitrates, put a little cream cheese on it, roll it up and just have some berries with that. So that's mm-hmm. a quick. Yeah, that's really quick. Or even little carrots. I mean, I think yep. a two-year-old could handle carrots, mm-hmm. something like that. So I hope those are good ideas for you. And, um, you know, another thing that sometimes you do, and I know, is that you uh, make uh, some kind of a meatloaf. Oh, yeah. I make, um, yeah, um, muffin tin meatloaf. And it takes half the time to bake. And a lot of times what I do is I just have have one of those, I just give one of my girls those for breakfast and they love it. Yeah. And so, so you could have that with a little bit of fruit. And, yep. And it's all they need. Yeah. So thanks for the call. And good morning, Liz. Uh, Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Um, I was wondering is, I have a couple questions. Is canola oil that's expeller pressed, is that okay? I think it is, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as it's expeller pressed. Exactly. You know, it's not, you know, but the refined canola oil, which you find in the grocery store usually, is not okay. It's not okay, yep. Yeah. Okay, because... Yeah, you're seeing a lot more mayonnaise with expeller-pressed canola oil. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's yep. a good mayo if it's got expeller-pressed canola. Yep. Yep. And then I'm also wondering, how much omegas should a woman have and how much protein should a woman have in a day? Well, I, you know, I think that most people need about 3,000 omega-3s a day. So okay. to give you some idea, you know, one with each meal or something like that, because mm-hmm. they're usually 1,000. Yeah. Um, Do you have too much? Uh, but you have to go up to such a high dosage, and then it can be a blood thinner, yeah. you know, and otherwise, but three a day is, is just very nice. Yeah. At least two, I would say. At least say. two. Yeah. But three is better. It's more therapeutic. Yeah. And then, let's see, the rest of your question was, oh, oh. how much protein? How much yeah. Protein? So most women need at least 80 grams of protein, which is um, close to, to 12 ounce, or 10, 10 ounces of protein. So... Or, yeah. And so, like, like sp- spaced out. So, three to four ounces per meal, that's what we usually tell most people, most women. But then if you are, you know, if you work out a lot, if you're a runner, you need, you need know, more pro- than that. probably 14, 15. Yeah. If you have a lot of stress, you probably need 14, 15. And it kind of depends on your, you your know, what's style. going on with your life. Yeah. If, so, does that help? So on the on the snacks, you should also have protein as well, then. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. You should try to get it in. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Thank for the call. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I find clients are great teachers, so I want to share some ahas that a client had this week. She discovered that when she ate at Taco Bell's or McDonald's this past month, she just didn't feel well. 
She could feel the pulsing in the veins in her neck. She felt agitated and stressed. You know, she is sure that her blood pressure increased because of the pulsing in her neck veins, and I'm sure that that's true, too. How many of you have noticed not only not feeling well after fast food or too much sugar? Well, you know what? Guess what? You're not alone. So our quit today, our number is 651-641-1071. Living life out loud on FM 107.1. It's no surprise I won't be. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Anna Durhawk, licensed nutritionist, and I am here with Darlene Kavist, also licensed nutritionist, and we are taking Ask the Nutritionist calls today. Our number here is 651-641-1071. And I'd just like to share a little basic nutritional practice that you can use to support your immune system and function and decrease your risk of getting the flu. It's very simple. Stop eating trans fats. We, we understand the link between trans fats and obesity, also between trans fats and diabetes, as well as trans fats and cancer. But probably the greatest danger of trans fats is the effect of trans fats in destroying the cell membranes or what we call cell wall, as well as the cell structure. So when the cells are affected, every part of your body is affected, especially your immune function. When you eat margarine, french fries, frozen pizza, chicken nuggets, the cell membrane or that cell wall becomes weak and distorted, which then can easily admit viruses and bacteria. So safeguard your health with butter, olive oil, and avocados. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, good morning, Kathleen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Kathleen? Oh, yes. Uh, we've had a great uh, winter so far, but I was wondering, I think I... Sometimes I'm affected by seasonal effectiveness disorder, and I wonder if there's nutritional prevention of that. Oh, I think there's a lot of good <laughs> nutritional prevention. Anna, you want to go with the vitamin D part? Or? Sure. Um, well, vitamin D has a huge part part of it just because we don't get any sunshine, you know, or any vitamin D from the sun, um, basically November through March. So um, that's a huge thing. I would, you know, start a good supplement of vitamin D3, at least two, 3,000 I use. Or go and have your vitamin D level checked to see how low you are. Because you might need more than that, definitely. Yes. So a lot of times people, you know, personally, I'm taking 4,000 now during the winter mm-hmm. and then 2,000 during the summer. Right. And so, it, but if you're having symptoms, yep. wouldn't you say? SAD at least 4,000 I yeah. use. Yeah. So another thing, maybe we should talk about just omega-3s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, omega-3 fish oils are super important for just the brain health and also um, making us feel emotionally stable. And uh, again, when we are, when we're, we don't get that sunshine and we don't, we're, we're not able to get out, um, you know, we do start to get to feel a little down and depressed. And that's a huge thing with brain function and also just emotional stability. So at least 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oils and try to get, you know, good fatty fish in once or twice a week. So there's a lot of things to do to avoid seasonal affective disorder. And I know just from working with clients that once I get on vitamin D and some fish oil, it's amazing how their seasonal affective disorder just goes away. So thanks for the question. And uh, good morning, Ann. You have a question about apple cider vinegar. Yeah, just wondering if you can tell me what, what it does or what it's what it's good for. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I think of it as adding a little bit more hydrochloric acid to your system. So 
So you end up getting better digestion. Yep. And uh, that's a quick way to test out whether you need more hydrochloric acid by taking a teaspoon of of, uh, vinegar in water when you eat your meal. And if you have better digestion, you know then that either you keep doing that or you take a supplement with hydrochloric acid. And it's it just it really helps with digestion for one thing. Yep. So that's what we always use it for. Yeah, we've we've heard the immune immune building properties, but that's usually the best thing um, is digestion. So. Yep. So okay. thank you for the, thank you for the call this morning. Thank you. And um, good morning, Bonnie. You have a question about calcium. Yes, um, I've been taking calcium citrate, and it says calcium citrate with vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, I've been hearing more about vitamin D3. Right. Is this an uh, acceptable supplement that I'm taking? Well, you know, usually uh, the vitamin D, D in there, I think it usually is vitamin D3, but you have to look at your bottle mm-hmm. because they might have put vitamin D2 in, and then it's not very effective. But usually, if you look at it, does it have 600 or 400 in it? It says vitamin D... 400 IU, 100%. Okay. So what what we're saying is that might be for okay for somebody living in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh. But for people living in Minnesota, uh, kind of the minimum amount of vitamin D that a person needs here in Minnesota is at least 2,000. And that's mm-hmm. why we keep saying go and be tested because you'll know if you need more, more mm-hmm. or, or maybe possibly less. But usually it's it's just because we... We're not in the sun belt, let's face it, you know. We're not getting very much sun here, and so we're really in need of more vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And you need it for calcium absorption because if you can't, you know, otherwise your calcium just floats around in your bloodstream and it doesn't get absorbed into the bone. Uh So, you know, at least they were putting some in, but I think they need to start putting a lot more in now. Or people just need to take a a separate vitamin D3. yep. Yep. So thank you for the question today. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, do you need another reason to eat salmon or sardines or take fish oil? Here is a good reason. Eating good fats may produce bigger and better brains. It has been found that the greater intakes of omega-3 fatty acid increases gray matter volume in the emotional area of the brain. Chemical studies suggest that omega-3 fatty acids play an important role in the management of mood and behavior disorders. And the author of this study suggests fish oil may actually reduce the risk of developing depression. Interesting, isn't it? We'll be back in a minute. Living Life Out Loud on FM 107.1. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. There are many research studies supporting the use of omega-3s in the treatment and prevention of depression, Alzheimer's, and even ADD. A simple question I might ask is, why isn't omega-3 supplementation a standard treatment for these disorders? As a nutritionist, we have a lot of work cut out for us. Just like the health of the body must include nutrition and exercise, the health of the brain must include nutrition, exercise, and stress management practices. So we have lots of callers here. So uh, good morning, Chris. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Chris? Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about my vitamin D. Um, my doctor checked it. Uh, and I 
first of all, I have celiac disease. Okay. Um, and it was eight. Ooh. Yeah. So she had me go on 150,000 units of vitamin D, which I did for, oh, about a month and a half or so, and it was rechecked, and then it was up to 94.8. And now she has me off. It's been, I've been off for a while, um, and last time I was checked was about three weeks ago, and it was back down to 52. Okay. So now she has me not really taking anything. Well, you want to, I, I, you know, I think you should be taking some now because 52 is perfect. Yeah. But if you're not taking anything, it's going to drop down to that eight again very quickly. Okay. So I think uh, taking, you know, at least a couple of thousand um, nice. IUs of D3 yeah. would be very helpful. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's a, that would be a good way to go, I think. You want to keep it above 50 if you can. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Good. You caught that one on time. That's great. So, um, good morning, Mark. You have a question about cholesterol? Oh, yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I really enjoy your show, and um, I'm interested in, uh, in understanding the relationship uh, between cholesterol and, and preventing heart disease, or would it be more important to be focusing on inflammation? Uh, actually, the studies show that inflammation is the culprit, yeah, much more than cholesterol. And so, having you know, having a high amount of inflammation or high high sensitive CRP, which mm-hmm. is the high C reacted protein test, mm-hmm. is a better predictor of a future heart attack. And even having your homocysteine level checked is. A huge indicator of inflammation. Yes, with heart disease. Yes. So the other, you know, the other thing that I just read last night again is that another really good predictor is uh, the ratio between your HDL cholesterol and your triglyceride level. Mm-hmm. And so if your triglyceride level is high and your HDL is low, that's another big predictor. So it sounds like you're kind of you've kind of realized that inflammation is the culprit, though, haven't you? Well, yeah, I didn't want to bias your uh, your answer, but I I wanted to make sure you didn't leave out that important component. Mm-hmm. That's, that's <laughs> and, true. And I I just I don't understand the emphasis on cholesterol. Well, because because it seems to be not really the factor. Well, I think it's because they have many many different medications for it. But you know, if you look at what's causing inflammation for some people, not not everyone, but one of the factors might be. Eating too much sugar is causing that inflammation. Well, they don't have a drug for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lifestyle habit that you have to change. And so right. that's probably what, you know, what is behind all this. And and also most people don't know that what causes an increase in LDL is sugar. I mean, right. really, people, most people don't know that. So I think it's... High fructose corn syrup. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> so, Mark, thanks for the question thanks, today. Mark. Great. Well, thank you very much. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And good morning, Joan. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thank you for your um, program. I have two questions. Mm-hmm. One is, uh, you say 4,000 units of vitamin D3. Is that a week, a day? Oh, that's a day. That's a day. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. that's a day. Mm-hmm. And the second question is, if you take too much, are there side effects? Well, you have to take a, a lot of vitamin D, and that's why we keep we really encourage people to go and be tested, yep. and then you know exactly what you need, rather than just kind of you know shooting at it from the dark. And uh, 
So, you know, but the range is usually considered between 50 or 55 and 100 is the normal range that they, that is considered okay for people. So, you know, it's, and, it, and everybody's body is so different. Yep, and how it absorbs things. Yep. So. so I hope that answered the question. So uh, let's go to one more question, person here. Good morning, Beverly. You have a question for us? Good morning. Oh, so many interesting questions and so many wonderful answers. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, my question is about supplementing my supplements with food. Could you talk about, <laughs> and I know you have, and I, I don't get to listen every week, but uh, especially vitamin, you know, like you said, the vitamin D now in the wintertime. Calcium, vitamin D and calcium. How can I supplement my supplements with food? And then also the omega-3s. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of salmon and tuna and all the good fish. But I wonder, how do I supplement my supplements with food? <laughs> we think of it the other way around, but that's a good way to look at it. Well, let's talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, omega-3s okay. a little bit. Um, so, well, I mean, the, I mean a, a, a four-ounce fillet of, you know, wild-caught salmon has close to 1,300 Millig- uh, 3,600 milligrams of fish oil. So if you ate that to maybe three times a week, that'd be a great supplement to your supplements. Yep. Um, or even just a can of s- sardines, either skin on or skin off. Um, it's got um, 2,000 milligrams of fish oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are also going to have vitamin D. Yes. So quite a bit too. Yes. And so you're going to be supplementing, you know, oh. if you think about cod liver oil. Yeah. That has vitamin D and vitamin A in it, so that's where you get those yep, healthy those vitamins. Fish. Yes. So, you know, and some people mm-hmm. make a habit of trying to eat a salmon or sardines or mackerel or one of those fatty fishes every once a day yep. in one meal. Yep. So then you're really supplementing your supplements. Right. <laughs> or if you get, like, a good beef liver, you know, liver is going to be high in those, those um, not, not necessarily omega-3s, but... Um, those fat-soluble vitamins like A and D and stuff like that. Yes, especially so. if it's grass-fed. Yes, make sure it's grass-fed. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway, we need to take a quick break. Um, you know, I really want to thank everyone for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today. If you're concerned about staying on track with your nutrition this holiday season or if the Thanksgiving treats started the carb cravings, <laughs> join us Thursday night in Woodbury for Jumpstart Your Metabolism and get back on a good plan and really enjoy the holidays. Living life out loud on FM 107.1. Like Welcome back to Chant Nutrition. This past year, Ron, who is really into nutrition and who has taken many of our classes, decided to give his wife a gift certificate to Nutritional Weight and Wellness, hoping she would get on board with better eating so he could quit worrying about her health. The magic happened, and now Betty has joined Ron in following nutrition plan to stay healthy. And her triglycerides decreased from over 1,000 to 150 in just three months. So that's incredible. Um, maybe a gift certificate to Nutritional Weight and Wellness is an answer for your Christmas list. Okay, we have some other callers here. So good morning, Carol. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. <clears throat> I have. Um, I was originally going to call to ask you uh, a question, and then your discussion about vitamin D and calcium. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to know what is the connection. So this is my second question. Okay. I wanted to know what the connection with 
how magnesium factors into that. Oh, it's very important. Magnesium just is really important for the absorption of the calcium into the bones. Yeah. How much should you have? Well, I think most people need uh, 300 to 400 milligrams of magnesium a day, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And, you know, we the food sources for magnesium would be like nuts, uh, meat, Meats. fish, those things. But usually uh, people are not getting enough. I think it's like, what is it, 73% of the population is deficient in magnesium? At least 62%. 62, so, but okay. it's probably it's probably <laughs> higher now. Who knows? So, yep, you need all those things. In fact, you need uh, lots of other uh, minerals to have your calcium absorbed. So yeah. it's a, it's many different things that make bones. Yeah. Okay. So. My other question, if I can ask it, I recently had a blood test, and it said that my um, my hemoglobin and my hemo hematocrit mm-hmm. um, is too, is a little bit high, slightly elevated, and they've asked me to go to a hematologist. I just wanted to see yes. if I could understand that better. No, you should. I don't just want to walk in there blind. No, you should go to the hematologist and have that checked out mm-hmm. because. Um, that when that's too high, that puts you at a higher risk for getting cancer. Mm-hmm. So you need to check that out and go, definitely. Yep. Yep. That's rare, but it does happen. So yep. uh, go and find out what that is, because sometimes it's just a simple matter of giving blood, uh, you know, uh, you know, every three months or so to, to bring that level down. Yep. So go and have that checked out. Yes. But thank you for the calls. And I think I'm going to try one more caller here. Good morning, Karen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Karen? Hi there. I have a question about um, depression. I have a 17-year-old that's been diagnosed with depression and and anxiety, Mm -hmm. and she's really having a difficult time with concentration, like with her schoolwork and whatnot. Right. Well, I think, you know, he's got to really need super nutrition. Mm Mm-hmm. So he needs a, you know, like we've talked about before, a lot of, a lot of good fats, good protein, eggs, omega threes, yeah, vitamin D is huge too. Yes, um, for the focus. Um, so yeah, but definitely getting a good breakfast in is probably one of the most important things if he's gonna be able to focus in school. So, you know, and as a nutritionist, when we're working with teenagers or any age with people that have depression. We look at the underlying factors of what's causing that. Uh, why? What nutrition does the brain need to to reduce the depression or prevent depression? Mm-hmm. And it's you know your brain is uh, more than sixty percent fat, mm-hmm. and almost all of that fat in your brain is omega threes. So it seems obvious that people need more omega threes in our population. Mm-hmm. But thank you for the call. And thank everyone for all the calls today. And um, remember, nutrition is super important. Yes. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Let the morning time drop all its petals on me. Life, I love you. All is groovy.